If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. Really, any type of pain has had some reduction with VR. 22 to 25% reductions in pain perceived by the patient. Virtual reality is increasingly being used in the medical profession for pain reduction among patients, for teaching, and in a multitude of other areas. In 2018, Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles hosted its inaugural virtual medicine conference, where for two days, doctors from every imaginable discipline, in addition to patients and some community members, came to talk about virtual reality and the ways in which they have been using it in the hospital, in training, and for preventive medicine. Dr. Brandon Burkhead is the co-director of the Virtual Medicine Conference, which is just about to happen again at Cedars-Sinai in March of 2019. Dr. Burkhead, last spring, Cedars-Sinai made medical history. What was that experience like for you, doing something in virtual medicine that nobody had ever done before? It was fantastic. Last year I was this year I was promoted to co-director. Last year I was, I was still part of the planning committee, but it was just fantastic to have an outlet for medical VR that was so broad in its topics that it's covered, and then also how diverse the population was that was present, interested parties from multiple different specialties, multiple different hospitals, all the way as far from, to my knowledge, Australia all the way to Belgium. And not certain if that's been reproduced before this time. It really is, I think, the first time that we've had that much interested parties all in one place. It was, it was fantastic. With your background in research, what have been some of your most exciting findings that you're looking forward to sharing in this year's virtual medicine conference? Oh, yeah, great question. So, yeah, so that my talk will be on research and the needs of future research. And so some of the things that I'm excited to share is one challenge we have within VR research is how do we control for immersion or how do we how do we have a good comparison within pharmaceutical research there's a, something called a placebo or some type of sugar pill or whatnot so within VR my my thoughts have gone towards how do I make something like a sham VR experience and so part of my talk will be elaborating on kind of my my process on how that could work and, and some of our my early developmental work that I did back actually two years ago when I was making programs for dental anxiety, which I think could translate to a good good sham program for an immersive VR experience. And so that will be that will be interesting. A few other points we'll talk about, you know, we have hopes to do even larger studies, multi center VR studies at some point, and to do that will also require a new type of research program, research collaboration, and so I think that's a really interesting future for the field to have something that will kind of connect us all, all that are involved in research, and so lots of exciting things coming for this conference. Did I understand you correctly? You made programs for dental anxiety, people who are scared of going to a dentist? (laughs) I did, I did, yeah, two years ago, 
three years ago we started, I looked at the literature and there was actually some, there's actually, at the time I think there was 15 publications, now there's 20, maybe over 20 on dental anxiety and using a head-mounted display. And so I looked through them and, and saw that there was things that we could explore and test out within a dental setting to try to improve the experience for those that have high dental anxiety. And that's what we that's what I found through a series of pilots that we did was that those with high dental anxiety seem to actually really benefit from being in a head mounted display, you know, having some content that they can kind of distract themselves while undergoing a procedure. What have we discovered so far with the research findings at Cedars-Sinai about pain in addition to anxiety? There were some pretty extensive studies, but I don't know what the outcomes were of those. Yeah, yeah. To summarize those, which is fantastic work that's been led by Dr. Bren Spiegel, is that those patients that come in with, with pain, many times they'll be rated on a scale of 0 to 10. So those with high levels on a Georgian scale, seem to really get a quite a great benefit. Another finding is that really any type of pain has had some reduction with VR, which is interesting. We, you know, looking at it on face value, you wouldn't know if there was certain types of pain that would be more susceptible to VR versus others. But all across the board, there seems to be not only the studies done at Cedars, but those done outside of Cedars are probably a 22 to 25% reduction in pain, which is actually quite sizable. We're talking statistically significant reductions in pain perceived by the patient. And so that would be the second finding, I would say. And the third finding that's interesting, many others, but the third one I would say is those that are elderly, though initially, you know, can be seen as somewhat resistant to technology at times, they actually have some of the best outcomes as well with VR. That might be partly due to their being, you know, totally new to much of this technology and and having quite a good impact on them. So that's an interesting finding as well. Let's look quickly together at some of the medical disciplines that are going to be represented at this particular conference. Yeah, lots of areas this year. Two that are very have a lot of interest behind would be the pediatrics. So lots of we'll have several talks from pediatricians and VR experts working with pediatrics, the psychologists that work with pediatrics and uh, for their therapy either during procedures or otherwise. So pediatrics is a big area. Uh, another area I would say is kind of the the neuroscience behind VR. So we'll have a we'll have a neurologist and several experts on kind of the technical side of VR talk about the neuroscience behind it and also Dr. Brent Spiegel with a, much of his own personal research into it. We'll discuss that. So we'll have neuroscience, we'll have we'll have pediatrics, and then we'll have a fair amount on education. So we'll have some experts in have a lot of the surgical education community, medical education. We'll even have a section on patient education, which there is some some papers on improving patient education with immersive technology. So education kind of as a whole will be represented. We'll have mental health, of course, will be represented again. 
with a breakout session and some talks, and then we'll have, of course, pain reduction again represented with talks and a break. Well, actually, not a breakout session necessarily, just on pain reduction. But we'll have we'll have some talks. The other sections, not necessarily on a specific subspecialty, but more on big questions in the field. So discussions on the FDA, discussions on scaling this technology uh, across systems, and then talking about how do you work within the clinical workflow. And then we'll have a patient panel, which is always well-viewed and and well-received. Cedars-Sinai's second virtual medicine conference is scheduled for March 27th and 28th, 2019. We still have a few tickets left for those that are interested in coming to the conference, and we're excited to see this year, I think we'll even have more people from outside of of our community, and I'm just really excited to, to introduce anyone, any outsiders or anyone new to the, to the field to come on down. And if the tickets sold out, like I know they sold out last year, where can they see this in VR? Yes, yeah, so that will be, we're still kind of finalizing that, but that would be through the website that we'll have. There's a, links to videos that you can check out, and so that will be a video talk section that they can link through. What was your absolute favorite takeaway from last year's virtual medicine conference? Oh, wow, that's a good question. I guess there were things that I learned in that conference I didn't, and of course I didn't know about so many different areas. I learned a bit about sound and the importance of sound from Jeremy Soule last year. His talk was quite interesting. I never really have had enough time or seen papers that really focus on the importance of sound within the experience. And then... There were several talks on um, on the uses of eye tracking, which I found really interesting, from the head of Samsung, chief medical officer. He'll be back this year as well, giving an update on, on what's going on with their technology within healthcare. So uh, lots of really interesting topics and, you know, interested to see what's going to come this year. Dr. Burkhead, thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you. Great talking with you. You and I have been listening to Dr. Brandon Burkett, co-director of the Virtual Medicine Conference at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. As Dr. Burkett mentioned, there are still a few tickets available for this year's conference, which is going to be happening Wednesday and Thursday, March 27th and 28th. For more information and to see the videos of talks from last year's conference, go to virtualmedicine.health. That's virtualmedicine.health. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X, twomavericks.com. And you can contact us at twomavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.